it's Loom Group's Andrea Lay, Backview's Melissa Burdick, the wizard of Woodland Hills Shree, and I'm PVSB from Flywheel, a division of Omnicom, and I'm coming to you today from the Catskills. Be playing Heckinger's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 6th, and it's time for the Fresh Four, for curated news stories from the past week. We find them dependably intriguing. We hope you do too. We're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence news, retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Over to you, Shree. In case you're wondering what this background is, I'm at, I'm at my father-in-law's house all the way in Chennai, India for the next couple of weeks. So what's the message of the week? Kroger Precision Marketing strikes a partnership with none other than Yahoo DSP. So Yahoo DSP advertisers now have access to KPM's audiences for both reach and measurement. Partnership marks KPM's second DSP partnership since last fall and ushers in a new focus on commerce media for Yahoo advertising in particular. Collaborations like this one will define the next phase of growth in retail media as retailers recognize the limitations of monetization on their own digital properties and seek incremental growth by expanding offsite. This is said by Sara Marzano, principal analyst at eMarketer. For advertisers, the delayed but still impending deprecation of third-party cookies, which is now on its way, continues to underpin every decision regarding digital advertising dollars. So solutions that safeguard their investments against that hold increasing appeal. Over to you, Andrea. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. Walmart adds a new grocery line to its private brand's portfolio. Walmart has announced a new private label grocery brand called Better Goods. The line includes 300 items spanning categories such as frozen, dairy, snacks, beverages, pasta, soups, coffee, and chocolate. With most items priced under $5, Better Goods focuses on three key components, culinary experiences, plant-based, and made without. The retailer said Better Goods marks not only its largest private food brand launch in two decades, but also its fastest grocery brand brought to market. Over to you, Melissa. Thanks, Andrea. Uh, so, Savemark companies roll out in-store retail media networks. It's not enough that we have online. Now we're moving to in-store retail media networks. The Savemark companies plans to roll out in-store connect, an in-store retail media network powered by Quad Graphics Inc. To start, 16 of the grocery company stores will have digital screens, kiosks, end caps, shelf screens, and vertical banners throughout, allowing CPG partners to showcase promotions, product information, and recommendations to shoppers. The program will eventually roll out to all the Savemark companies, approximately 200 stores. This is Savemark's latest retail media effort, coming almost a year after a launch of its own retail media network. Over to you, Peter. Thanks, Melissa. Rite Aid expands Uber Eats' partnership for alcohol delivery in eight states. Nearly 1,000 Rite Aid stores will now offer alcohol delivery via retailers' expanded partnership with Uber Eats. Customers of legal drinking aid can get delivery from select stores in California, Idaho, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Virginia, and Washington. Quote, our collaboration and trusted partnership with Uber Eats underscores our commitment to meet the evolving needs of our customers and providing a seamless digital shopping experience complements their busy lives, unquote, said Jeannie Walden, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Rite Aid, the U.S.'s third largest pharmacy retailer. That's it for the Fresh Four. Now on to the CPG Guys episode that you've downloaded. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our co-hosts, Sri Rajagopalan, 
Peter V.S. Bond explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in-store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Shri and Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the CPG Guys podcast. I'm your co-host Shri, and this is the episode of our annual special, the CPG Guys, third annual Omni Awards. As a reminder, this is the third year in a row we're doing this, hence the third annual awards. Our categories this year is a much narrower list, focused on retail and CPG brands, and in one single episode as opposed to the multiple ones we've done previously. Let me start by thanking our 18,000 plus followers on LinkedIn, our followers on TikTok, Instagram, other social vehicles. If you're not following us already, simply go to LinkedIn, search on the top, up, up top on the search bar, type CPG guys. You can do the same on other platforms or look for a search word, CPG guys, knowledge drops. You guys like that? Mm-hmm. It's that time of the year. I can see the excitement right here. <laughs> It's like a fireworks show. It is Palpable. Right. <laughs> nice word. It's award season here on the CPG guys. Mm-hmm. And we are honored to present the most prestigious, recognized, and revered awards to ever grace the omnichannel digital CPG. Nothing is comparable, Shree. Nothing. nothing. Absolutely. While, nothing. while I say that in jest. The comparability is impalpable. Okay, there is comparability. But that's <laughs> while, I, while I say that in jest, as you can see with the entertainment here, and it's our own tongue-in-cheek way to celebrate success <laughs> in the industry. Our goal is always to provide you knowledge and entertainment. That mission will never change. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is time for us to celebrate the Omnis. And here to help me co-host the award ceremony is, first of all, on the right-hand side, the SVP of Business Development and Commercial Strategy at Fetch Rewards. And he will emcee the awards with our fresh four co-hosts, Melissa Burdick, president of PacView, Andrea Lay of the Alum Group, along with the near and dear friend of the show, Brian Gildenberg. Hey, everybody. Join me in welcoming Andrea, Melissa, Brian, and Peter. Hello, folks. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, Shree. How you been? What's up? You know, we could have practiced, <laughs> we could have practiced the whole lot together so we don't get a standard deviation like that. <laughs> I think that was so, great. I think it was perfect. Are you guys glad to be here in not-so-sunny Seattle? It definitely is overcast, but, you know, that's par for the course when you come out to the Pacific Northwest in the winter, right? Yeah. So why do we do this? It's a simple way of contributing to knowledge sharing, industry-forward transformation, and progress in the quest to deliver for the Army Channel consumer. We did have a panel that contributed to the nominees and picked the final winners. I play the role of introducing you to the panel. We just did that, and it's none other than our four MCs. I particularly enjoyed nominating... Uh, but working with Melissa and Andrea and Brian, you know, in picking the best in class for each category, it's a great experience for all of us uh, to reflect back on what we heard this year, what we saw in the industry over 2022 and how our, wow, if I think about how much evolution was going on at the end of 2021 and 2022 delivered even more exponential type of change in terms of technology, capability, engagement. Uh, it was a phenomenal year, and we're going to recognize what we think are some real standouts in this space. Yeah, and uh, this is my this is my first time on this, so uh, it was uh, it was nice to have to bust out a nice to have to bust out a tuxedo for it, and uh, and also the I think one of the really cool things about this year 
I hope that comes through is the truly omni-channel nature of some of the awards. So I think historically, when we look at this ecosystem, a lot of the emphasis has been on the E and e-commerce. But I think this year is the year that you know the other the other eight letters get to show up as well. So uh, <laughs> so we'll be. Uh, I think you'll see a, a pretty strong omni-channel bend to a lot of the awards that we're giving out today. So I think we have come up with what should be considered an indisputable list. Of indisputable. Indisputable. Palpably list. indisputable. Palpably indisputable <laughs> list of worthy award recipients for 2022. But before we get into the awards, let me rewind, remind all of the CPG Guys audience that the content, which includes the audio podcast now on 45 plus platforms. Amazing. The LinkedIn page and content like today's Omni's full list of winners can be found on the cpgguys.com, the rich new website that is organized into several categories, such as retail media. The amount of, first of all, can I just say the amount of followers that you guys have amassed this year alone is amazing. So congratulations to you guys. This is, this is great. And if you think we deserve an award for our weekly fresh forward, which I hope everyone listens to because mm-hmm. it's the free roll before every episode. How can you miss it? And now with the music uh, background track, and the nominees, which makes it even more exciting. And the nominees for best news program before the CPG Guys podcast are. I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think I know who's going to win this. Anyway, what were we thinking when we got together? Yeah. All right. Hush. You only need to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or by visiting cpgguys.com and go to the menu bar on top. Happy to share that the CPG Guys are close supporters of Next Up. And in 2023, we'll be giving away 50 memberships to this great organization, to female leaders in our industry. Love what you guys do for the female leaders in this industry. Uh, you know, Shri and I are thinking we've got to find some female entrepreneur leaders to give these these memberships out to we've got to find some Sheree. I just if only I knew a few. I'm I'm confused. Um, uh, We need some. We need we need a fresh look at this. Yes, and and maybe and maybe half of four. Who knows? There you go. All right. I had the honor of uh, trying to uh, herd this uh, band of uh, stray cats, award giving cats to uh, on this process, and to uh, and it was really it was it was fantastic to fantastic given how much the industry has changed, and uh, but also just a reminder that to accompany that change, the CPG guys have changed their their rhythm of their content. So now it's seven days a week of content. Whoa! Not one. Not not two, two. Not three. I can keep counting. Let's just go no, to let's seven. Let's go straight seven. to seven. Straight seven. to seven. Yeah. You so one? you've got two. Yeah. <laughs> We're not quite seven years We need old, more right? days. We have so much content. We need more days eight, in the week. Eight days a week. Eight days a week. Nice. Oh. Thank you. Um, uh, we're going to lose Peter the Beatles. Um, but uh, so, but look, there are new CPG Guys episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. There's the CPG Bites on Monday. The Retail Media Minute on Tuesday. Um, the Omni Comment, of course, by some somebody named Brian Gildenberg on Thursday and the CPG scoop on Fridays. Um, and then the fresh four with their news piece on Sunday. Yep. So seven days a week of content. In addition to the occasional linked live on a weekend, when we like the Ali Sheedy character in the breakfast club, just don't have anything better to do. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Thank you all. It's going to be a long time. Now, and the, nominee, the nominees are for MC who regrets coming to the event. And now, without any further ado, let's actually do what we got here together for, which is sure. the all right. third annual CPG Guys Omni. I can see you brimming in anticipation. Ooh. And reminder. 
This is episode 101, so there's not two and three episodes if you're looking forward to those. We're giving it to you like a big shot of espresso. Boom! <laughs> Our categories of awards today is for retail. Both getting punched giving away the awards, apparently. <laughs> retail, marketplaces, brands, and platform service providers. Brian, PBSB, Andrea will take turns to announce the winners along with Melissa. So let me turn it over to Miss Andrea herself to launch the first group here. Well, thank you, Shree. Um, the first category is all four experiences. So the RU experience section for all you Jimi Hendrix fans. So we looked across the board at retailers' overall experience, their mobile apps, their direct-to-consumer and shoppable media, and we gave awards for the best of the best here. All right. The first category is best retail UX. Andrea, kick it off. All right, so we're giving the best retail user experience to Apple. And as Scott Galloway often says, choice is a tax. And Apple's site does a really great job of presenting the shopper with a really clean experience. And unlike um, Amazon and a lot of the other retail e-commerce marketplaces where we're trying to push the most assortment possible, uh, they keep it pretty tight and curated. I mean, you can only buy like seven or eight things <laughs> on their website and also learn about some of their other services and offering. But best retail UX um, for on a number of fronts, not just on the retail side, but, but certainly on retail as well. Well, it goes to Apple. That's great, Andrea. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to do the second one, which is best shoppable media experience. Now, there are a number of players in this space. The one that we're giving the award to appeared on our podcast back in January. And I think what caught Shri and Mai's attention about their platform is that in addition to, you know, the big 25 retailers, they've painstakingly spent the time to build out a network of relationships with 2,000 regional, super regional retailers. And what they found is when people click on their banners and decide what basket they're going to add it to, 40% of the time it's going to that long tail. That's important. That tells you that there's loyalty to a lot of those regional players. Moreover, their platform enables the ability to do full funnel marketing because they're pixelating at the at the tender over to the basket for a good number of the retailers in their in their media platform and that allows you to do things that a lot of DTC brands do which is like target abandoned baskets um, for executing purchase so we're going to give this award to pair commerce uh, our friends Eric and Alex uh, they've done a great job we want to recognize uh, the kind of work they're actually Shri, I don't know if you know this they're our sixth most downloaded episode to date Wow. So they've been doing a really great job of uh, shaking up the market. There are a lot of great players in this space. We mm -hmm. know that. Um, we think that they have a little above the top that really makes them uh, distinguishable, and we wanted to recognize that. So, Brian, I'm going to pass it on to you for the next award, which is Best New Commerce Experience. Yes, and we'll uh, the uh, the – are you experience section continues and of course Andrea was reading that completely under duress um, as the old people writing the script were writing about Jimi Hendrix um, we're, Brian we're seasoned people seasoned. the seasoned veterans are responsible for uh, for, uh, for, uh, for, uh, for that um, yeah, the double spacers double spacers <laughs> Double yeah, we are. Out. We're clearly double spacing here. I don't even know what they're talking. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a certain age, you still put two spaces Jesus. after your period yes. when you type something. Out. Right. I do that. I, do. I totally do that. Though. Right. 
Yes. I've never I, done I it. I didn't even know that was a thing. I disqualify so, people. The nominees for best young person grammatical experience are. No, um, <laughs> no, we're going to, um, no, we're going to talk about best newcomers experience. And I think, uh, anybody that's been paying attention to the ecosystem this year would probably figure out that this award is going to go to the folks of Firework. Yeah. Uh, who I think have, um, I think indisputable, indisputable and palpable, um, palpable. uh, have, uh, I think put, um, have put, um, live stream commerce on the map, really. Um, particularly in the U.S. Obviously, in China, it's a much larger deal, and there's a whole bunch of reasons why that's true, which are not the topic of this podcast. But I do think the firework has now established a platform where brands, either D2C brands or non-D2C brands or retailers, can use live streaming commerce as a way to reach people and engage people. And I do think that this revolution is going to be interesting will continue. I would say, to put a pin in this, though, that I would keep an eye on what Amazon's trying to do with Amazon Live over the next year or so. Um, you know, Zach Johnson is a smart dude, and uh, they brought, they've, they've brought some real talent into that, and I don't necessarily know that uh, there won't be more players in this space going forward. Well, I think Vincent's built a really powerful platform. The fact that it's yes. a fairly light-touch plug-in to legacy Shopify yeah. storefronts makes it so incredibly appealing yeah. to uh, to brands that are looking to get into live streaming and the fact that they've signed on quite a number of notable retailers yes to this program really sets them apart and yeah it started over in asia yeah. but they're bringing it to the masses here in the u.s in a very scaled way and their audience targeting capabilities in addition to the production and the and the bandwidth and all the technical pieces that go into that i think are, are, are really important as well so melissa our last experience award goes over to you absolutely so this last award is going to be the best retailer mobile app award and that goes to target so they've got this really nice integration of pickup, delivery, and same-day shipping through Shipped. Mm -hmm. uh, have you guys used any mm -hmm. of these? Yes. 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 Them all the time. So you're mm -hmm. able to get it same day, which is pretty nice. And just the ease of use of their mobile app. It's clean. Um, you know, it's not an endless scroll. So uh, for those reasons, we, we give this award to Target. Yeah, their drive-up component is such a clean, seamless experience. I click and say, I'm ready to go pick up. It's tracking me as I get to the store. As I get there, I tell what space number. And I think what I heard from them is their, uh, their best in class service level experience for that is about two minutes wow. for users awesome. bringing oh, products out. And I think when they start tackling what I hear from in, in the chatter in the background is that they're working on being able to offer immediate consumption add-ons yeah. uh, at at the uh, retail experience when you're picking up, I think that's going to make it mm. even more powerful. Yeah, the, in their last earnings, they talked about how you can get your Starbucks to go now as well. Oh, uh, what a great idea. Ooh, right. when you, when you Jason Goldberg, now he's going to become a Target shopper. He loves a Starbucks. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. That's a, <laughs> listen, I, I love it. You know, the fact they've got about three and a half million daily active users of the mobile app. Sure, it's not as many as Fetch as six million daily active users, but it's a pretty Sorry, good Sorry, we, we, we didn't react astonished enough. Did you hear <laughs> it, it was you know, not like not like where Peter go. <laughs> well, you know, when, you know when you go to deliver the punchline and your your yeah. your colleague. We, we didn't we didn't sell the joke. At yeah, some exactly. point, I gotta get us back to what we came here. Can to we just for. one? Let, this wasn't about Starbucks. No, but it is about Target. It is about Target. One last yeah. piece about Target though is that the omni-channel nature of what Target's doing. So if you were reading about their new prototype store that they're uh, they're building in Katy, Texas, that'll be opening next year with the expanded backroom capabilities, Target is actually not just 
trying to reverse engineer their existing capital to meet the needs of a mobile first shopper that's picking up. They're actually investing new capital and really reshaping how their stores work as well. I think they're meeting a whole new type of shopping too. In their, one of their most recent earnings calls, they talked about how 60% of the shoppers who do buy online pickup actually then park the car and go into the store anyway. Sure. Um, and it's probably because you don't want to spend time in the toothpaste aisle. You'd rather spend time perusing some of their interesting brand collaborations. And that's like a whole new type of shopping. Which is why which when is you a real omni-commerce. When you pull into the parking lot, you notice the number of slots they have for drive up has doubled, even tripled in some stores mm-hmm. for that very reason. You know what? If that gets someone to go into the store and add on by shopping after they've done their their collect. Target's more than happy to make more spaces yeah. for shoppers to do drive up. All right. Thank you. I'm, I'm forced to say thank you. So thank you to all of you. And I enjoy listening to the vibe behind each of those leaders, but I think y'all were comical. We'll give you the award for being comical. Each of those leaders and experiences, why you chose them. Thank you for the details behind that as well. And now we're going to go to the innovators. Awards going to the most innovative brands, retailers, marketplaces out there as well for the Omnis and innovation of our own, one of the new awards we're giving out this year. Peter, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, I'm going to start with best Omnichannel Insights provider. I think there's one player that stands alone in this space, and it's Nielsen IQ. They have built some incredibly powerful products over the last year and a half. Their Omni Shopper panel, which is inclusive of a number of different assets, they've gone out and acquired a number of companies like Rakuten Rewards. Uh, uh, they've acquired Data Impact. They've invested in Fetch and using some of Fetch's uh, 18 million monthly active users and their omni-channel shopping behavior to deliver what is probably best in class in terms of omni, uh, omni-channel measurement of capabilities. So, uh, and, and, you know, we, we just mentioned in the last award about the fact that Target sees a lot of people going, uh, back in, you know, what Nielsen's able, Nielsen IQ is able to deliver to us as an understanding of the, yeah, on average, about 35% of everyone who uses click and collect will actually go into a physical store afterwards and do a top off of that store. And that's all because of their, their powerful data. So I'm very impressed by what they're doing. Uh, to me, it was, it was clear that Nielsen IQ deserved this particular award. Awesome. Melissa, off to you. All right. So the next category is going to be most innovative marketplace. We had so many interesting kind of nominees that we looked at, but the award goes to the marketplace StockX. Mm. So this intriguing. Is, yeah, yes. Tell us more. Uh, this is tell me really, anything. Yeah. Well, you should, first of all, go to it and yes. check it out. It's an online marketplace and clothing reseller, primarily sneakers, mm. also collectibles, um, designer handbags, and watches. Nice. It's got almost like stock market-like analytics. Um, you can come in and you can bid on based on size of your shoes. And if I remember correctly, I think, Shree, don't you have a fringe size like I do, except I'm on a small side and you're 15. on a 15. That is like a crazy size. So I'm a 5, you're a 15. There's just this like the in between those. But it's really interesting because you can see the price history of people bidding on like Nike Air 1s. And the size 5, as you would imagine, is really expensive. The size 15 would probably be out of sight. But you can kind of see all this history of what people are bidding on, which that's just a really interesting concept to me and kind of great feedback and information that you can look at. Yep. But on Black Friday, they set a record. They did a press release, one trade every second, and they had 10 million visitors to their website that day. Wow. So this is a really cool. kind of interesting and new marketplace to check out. 
They are now on my radar. That yes. is phenomenal. Well, changing so fast in the zombie channel space, it's hard to keep up some days. It's remarkable. I it didn't is. know about StockX. No, no, neither did I. So, uh, and um, that's awesome. So, uh, well, we're going to do the most innovative CPG, and this won't be quite as quite as big a revelation as I'm pretty sure that this company won last year. And I honestly think this company could stop innovating for the next three or four years and keep winning. They uh, they are heads and tails above yes, the rest. Of the, uh, the and it's and it's L'Oreal for those of you that yeah. know the know the world. I, I think this year with L'Oreal, I think what they continue to do is to make commerce innovation part of an overall digital experience innovation mm-hmm. um, in a way that's really really interesting and. You know, I've always been struck by the way that L'Oreal looks at this expense or the money that they're spending in the space. They really do look at it as an investment. So, you know, I, I've heard them describe like when they bought Modiface years ago and they're like, oh, how, you, how do you justify the expense? Are you make any money? It's like, well, no, this is, an, this is an investment in user experience, research and development. And that's exactly the way they think about it. They're an incredibly smart and disciplined company. Their categories are moving them into a digital space and they are, and they're following along with it. They're very active in the metaverse, um, as active as any brand I can think of in the major branded, in the major branded world. And it just continue to really set a pace. And if you're really trying to understand digital innovation, they're the way I would look. So on the, the last one from a innovation point of view, we is best omni-channel retailer because omni-channel is sort of the core of innovation. So, uh, Andrew, who do we, who do we have for that one? So this was a tough one because there are a lot of retailers delivering great omni-commerce or omni-channel experiences right now. But this year's award goes to Sephora. And the award goes to Sephora because I think they do a really nice job of providing um, sort of complementary experiences in-store on- and online. Mm-hmm. So they're addressing different shopper needs in both of the channels, and they really, really seem to know their shopper. Um, so, for example, when you're online, they have best-in-class taxonomy and search fun- functionality. I mean, they do have the benefit of only playing in the beauty space, so it's a little easier to get really good at one category <laughs> online. Um, you can shop by skin condition. Um, you know, your the, the reviews are robust and plentiful on their site. At checkout, you're presented with options for different samples, so it, you can engage with the Beauty Insider program. So that's all kind of the online experience. But then the in-store experience is complementary in that you can work with a beauty consultant. You can actually try everything on. They have the mini aisle experience as you're you know, going to check out where you can have buy sample sizes of all kinds of things. It's the most profitable 100 square feet of retail real estate in the world. Yeah, so, yeah. So, and it's fun. They yeah. make it fun, right? So they have this kind of strategy of these complementary experiences. And then in addition for the shopper you know, who maybe is looking for more of a hybrid experience, they partnered with Instacart so you can order off of Instacart website as well as getting same day delivery if you're in some of their zones um, probably through Instacart as well so um, just really nice job kind of providing complimentary experiences and being best in class in beauty you know I have a pretty burly co-host do you think they have a concealer that can help me with that <laughs> I bet you can search for that I bet, yeah. burly burly, burly concealer. why don't you search on stockx.com <laughs> for for, for no more <laughs> <laughs> Shree no more. Oh my god! I, I was about to say another great list, and y'all got a little serious, but they're coming at the end. Yeah, uh, the comedy of what we're trying to do here. Uh, but but the fact that these were a number of new awards and these aren't the Omni Comedy Awards. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Nice name. Hashtag <laughs> Omni Comedy. And we'll be able to get. We'll be able to do this in years to come as new categories and new work comes to life in our industry. In our fast-paced changing industry. 
And now let's move from that section into rising stars. These are companies across retail brand marketplaces that are emerging. And then the rising star of categories, the very special <clears throat> retail media. And of course, we'll give out the award for what we feel is the best retail media measurement and analytics um, service provider. Ryan, do you want to start with the rising star and CPU award? Sure. And I'm actually going to go through my nomination process a little bit on this because there were four nominees. And the oh, first, the, well, just it, it'll be quick. Sure, don't worry. It's all going to be fine. Um, the, fir the first is Liquid Death, a brand that I just really enjoy. Um, How can you not love a name called Liquid Death? And it's water, right? So yeah. for those of you that have never seen the Liquid Death brand in action, um, Liquid Death provided me with the single best user experience I had this year, which was watching somebody give me the finger on Target.com because <laughs> their, their, their video role there, I don't know that the target brand people wow. really really <laughs> thought that through um so uh, that was cool um so i but I, I really do love the way their brand comes to life digitally um i think grove collaborative a lot of people would acknowledge has done a very nice yeah. job of moving itself into the from the dvc space i think in particular the digital work they've done at target is yep. is exceptional the third one will be a surprise to many people listening to this but i would nominate amazon basics I think, I think Amazon Basics brand page on Amazon is one of the best brand pages I've seen, just in terms of the way they engage, the way they create visuals, and kind of the way in which they've taken a bunch of, you know, kind of unrelated categories and put them together with some sort of proposition behind it. And in the same way that for years we've been telling people, if you want to understand what good merchandising is at Costco, just go stare at Kirkland Signature for a while. I'm not so sure that you won't be able to do some of the same thing with Amazon with something like Amazon Basics and how they're looking at that. But, um, but hey, look. If this was an Amazon-only award, there'd be a bunch of brands. If it was Omnichannel Digital, somebody like Grove. But I think the brand that's going to win here is a brand called Pipette, for those of you that don't know. Mm -hmm. Pipette, they're owned by Amaris, the, uh, which is kind of a, a hybrid between a biotech company and a CPG company. They use like... They use like um, really interesting biological ingredients to fuel basically natural products in a bunch of categories. Mm -hmm. Pipettes mostly in the baby category and the skincare category, and have done a terrific job over the years across digital and brick and mortar of bringing what used to be a relatively small D 2 C brand uh, to life in a variety of ways. And I just think the the organization with which they've been able to do multiple things well um, is the type of brand story I think we're going to hear a lot more of in the CBG space. So I think they're, I think they are very typical of the type of story that, um, that I, uh, that I really enjoy. And Melissa, I'm going to be kicking it to you in a minute. So, uh, so um, on uh, the, the rising star in the marketplace section. Definitely. So rising star marketplace, this is, uh, this is kind of, there's a winner, but this is kind of a, a area of kind of, these typical same category kind of items. I'll tell you in a second. So the winner of this is Poshmark. So Poshmark is a leading social marketplace for new and second secondhand styles for women. Gently used. Gently used. Kids, pet, home, and more. Um, we looked at a bunch of data points for this, and the data points were um, growth rates. So they were one point. They were yes. So one point six seven x the Amazon traffic. Their web traffic rank was high, and their monthly visits, they had 50 million monthly visits. So, But this category is kind of like the real, real Poshmark. And one of the reasons why it's done so well is because during macroeconomic headwinds, people are still searching for luxury, mm -hmm. but they can go buy these products at a cheaper price on these websites. So these websites are the rising stars of COVID, let's mm -hmm. call it. 
And that's why Poshmark was the winner for this time. And I, I, I couldn't agree more. It's an, a remarkable shopping experience, both as a shopper and as a seller. I think this year I've bought more fashion on Poshmark than mm-hmm. I have on any other platform, any other through any other retailer. Um, so this is the year, kind of at least for me, it sort of tipped over. But I think one of the things that they're doing so well to um, to just add to what you were saying is they've got they're able to capitalize on the trend the macroeconomic trends but they're also able to capitalize on the sustainability trend mm-hmm. which hasn't gone away i mean i think in the during covid we you know consumers were prioritizing health and safety over obviously over um over any kind of sustainability initiatives or or trends but but that is that's still there right and there's been so much news about fast fashion and how bad that is for our environment on so many levels and buying something that's previously worn or used we know there's way too many um, items out in circulation uh, really capitalizes on that trend as well Mm -hmm. so I I couldn't agree more on Poshmark All right. Well, I have the uh, distinct honor of talking about the best retail media analytics solution. Now, the winner here is chosen because there are a lot of ones that could have been selected. I certainly sat it on Brian. I sat it on boxed and we saw so many incredible partnerships that Amazon brings to the table. The winner today is, is chosen uh, less so because of that. And more so because they truly have omni channel measurement. They have measurement on site. They have measurement and analytics off site, and they have uh, a lot of engagement in store. Mm -hmm. And I'm, of course I'm talking about Walmart, Mm -hmm. you know, Walmart connect has built a really powerful platform. And then to complement that with the introduction of luminate as an insight tool to help brands working and selling in physical store and digitally through Walmart marketplace, what have you. Uh, it, it occurred to me that they really do stand out, uh, as the, the best retail media analytics from an omni channel perspective. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Well, no, I think it's, I think that's, I think it's true. And I also, I also do think that the, the one, the importance of Walmart to most of the brands that are selling to it, yeah. um, means that the analytic horsepower can bring to the table just delivers, delivers an ROI back to a brand that's just going to be, that has potential to be geometrically larger than what any other retailer can do just because of the size of the business. And, you know, I, I think it's useful to, recognize the amount of work, the sheer amount of work Walmart's put into this this year to, to get better at this. Yeah, so. and I think they also understood that they wanted to try and democratize the data. So right. when they launched Luminate, it wasn't part of the strategy, but they've adjusted their course and they've made a free version of Luminate available to all suppliers selling yeah. through Walmart to get them engaged. And if they, if and when they see value, and we expect they will, then they're right. going to lean forward and want a more comprehensive analytic solution to complement what they're doing uh, with Walmart Connect and how they're engaging in physical stores. And, and I think the stores. ability to build those analytics into a more what I would call a more conventional joint business planning environment between a brand and a retailer is just a little different than the way Amazon tackles the problem, which is more analytics, but just a less collaborative structure to that, that I don't want to say limits what the analytics can do, but it changes what they do. And I think this is, this has got some really interesting. Yeah. I was in Bentonville last week and I heard Julie Barber, the EVP of merchandising for general merchandise speak. And she talked at length and in great detail about 
uh, all of the data assets that she has access to and how she is, to your point, building joint business plans <clears throat> with best-in-class suppliers, yeah. leveraging that data to make data-driven decisions. All right, Andrea. Okay, so best rising star retailer, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Walmart here. Feisty little startup. We think they're going to make it. So. <laughs> Uh, for best rising star retailer. And as Brian so succinctly put it during our prep, they've always had the capital and they're now choosing to use it. So, um, you know, at a high level, fully committed to e-commerce and omni-commerce uh, as a true omni-commerce player. So they're adding new data sets to compete with Amazon and the type of data that Amazon is providing to brands um, and around retail media. They've been on a hiring spree, hiring a lot of talent that is helping them execute uh, in this space. And so uh, best rising star uh, retailer goes to Walmart. Yeah, and that's, they've made a mark in commerce, and that's not just lore. That's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Great list, Joe. Uh, so originally, we started with very seriousness when they're reflecting the attire. My son just took over MC. The attire that they've worn, very representative, very serious, and then somewhere in there, we lost the plot back to comedy. We tried to bring him back. Then we started getting into Rising Star with... A very scaled retailer, uh, but regardless, the list was gone. I like the fact. Tree, realize this is a mystery science theater three thousand. You're not sitting in the audience critiquing the podcast. You actually want it. it. I'm just confused. I'm just confused. <laughs> so, so the interesting, the interesting thing that I'll make a quick observation on here is if I compare some of these winners for this year, the ones that have stood out versus last year, the overlap is minimal. So I think the good news here is. The love's getting spread in the industry, and there are more true, truly more players who are becoming omni-channel, living into digital, living into transformation, which I think is uh, awesome. As a reminder, we do this in jest, but you can see we're clearly that we're having fun. But our choices are genuine, as in providing education and recognizing leadership. We got one more category, so we're not done yet. This is the top retailers' brands and partnerships and retail media platforms, the creme de la creme. Melissa, it only feels right that we ask you to kick off this section. Yes. So this one is the best retailer supplier partnership. Mm -hmm. And the award goes to Wrigley and Walmart. So this is for their strong partnership and joint activity throughout the whole year. Specifically, this is the collaboration on the Skittles Credit Forward campaign. And that supports the LGBTQ+. To get that right. You got them all. Yep. Community. It's now run successfully for two straight years, 2021 and 2022. And it mm -hmm. recently won a path to purchase Omni Shopper Award for brand retailer long-term partnership. There's a lot to love about this campaign, but especially the strong integration across multiple Omni touch points, including a robust Walmart Connect media plan, engaging at store retail attainment, incremental merchandising and display support. They had special limited time only packaging featuring original designs from six LGBTQ plus artists. Um, and the results have been amazing. So Walmart provided chain-wide display distribution, 4,700 locations versus 1430 in 2020. So lots of great distribution there. They had added value digital media via walmart.com. They uh, achieved their $100,000 donation goal to GLAAD all three years. And the shopper sentiment has achieved a 99 percent positive nature score. So 
Wow. For all of these reasons, wow. they are our winners. Even more phenomenal. <laughs> um, and, I, and there's a couple of inter- really great things about this too, which is one, I, Skittles as a brand has had a uh, has had a really uh, has had a really outstanding digital footprint for years, right? So it's, it's been a leader and was a leader in the digital marketing space. Mm-hmm. It was a leader in Instagram. Is uh, so harnessing the, for a, for. A, a manufacturer be able to harness the power of one of its digital forward brands mm. and then tie it back to a retailer is really great. I also think there's a really great argument. And, you know, I'm, I'm rec- I've recently left the marketing agency world, obviously, but I think there's an argument for really good agency work when you can take the iconic rainbow that's such a big part of Skittles, just general brand proposition, lay it into the rainbow of LGBTQ+, and really bring something to life that's really powerful. There's just a really good argument sometimes. You know, algorithms are awesome, don't get me wrong, but there is a, there's a really good argument for the role that just really good human human insight and that can play in helping uh, helping this process go along. And so. to, to give credit where credit is due, that's the Mars Agency. Yes, so, it is. Good yeah. job, Mars Agency. Yes. So, so uh Brian, what do we got next? Oh yeah, we've got uh, the best uh, the best CPG company, and uh, this is this is fun. I'm really glad I got to do this one, so it can make everybody mad. Um, so um, so yeah, but I mean, look, I mean, there are there are a number of outstanding both brands and people. It was a photo finish. Let's just say that it was a photo finish, and there you know there are there there, there are there are no losers. You're all you're all winners, right? So we uh, we love uh, the CPG guys. We love all of our children equally. So we're doing a participation trophy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, what's with the comedy? There, Shree. This is this is a serious we are very award. Serious, right. So, uh, and uh, and a number of tremendous. But I, I really do think that um, I think in 2022, the CBG company that kind of set the pace in the omni-channel world was Pepsi. Yeah. And I would, in addition to all of the great work that a number of companies do, like the Mondelezes, the Coca-Colas, the Colgates, the Bayers. I think there's two specific areas that I would probably point out for Pepsi. Number one, I think over the last couple of years. Pepsi's done a really interesting job of understanding its role as an industry leader mm-hmm. and has been way more overt about communicating where the industry is going from a direction point of view. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, and some of us, some of us have known Pepsi for a long time, some better than others, and have known that their heritage was just a challenger brand sometimes and a brand that was just trying to be faster and sharper than their competitor. But didn't necessarily embrace the mantle of leadership. And I think they've done a really nice job of that. So I think the second piece is that if you go to any industry event and sit in the audience, you'll see somebody on stage from Pepsi talking in fairly great detail about the analytic work that they're doing. And they have doubled and tripled down on the analytics on the analytics front. And even in, even in terms of the, uh, you know, even in terms of the podcast we did a couple of weeks ago with Habit on the clean room piece. Greg Carr. Yeah. 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 And that's a, you know, that's a really unique piece of technology that isn't necessarily where a lot of companies are leaning in on, but they are. And I do think that that, that earns them the title of a CPG company of the year for 2022. Yeah. I think that they're having been named, uh, the top CPG by Kantar power ranking for seven straight years (laughs) is in no small part due to their commitment to analytics, what they're doing with Mm. data, people like Sean Venegopal, uh, and, and his team trying to herd together all of this from an enterprise basis to make the data, democratize the data into the organization and make more decisions right. is a phenomenal approach. Well, even on the supply chain side, to have a guy like John Phillips who can yeah. go around and talk sure. so competently about how the logistics of this work and to make somebody like that an industry resource and industry, there's just so few companies that do a lot of that. And I think you made a really good point that, that they are so visible in the industry. They're the ones that you see on stage so often mm-hmm. uh, come 
you know, compared to their, their competitive set, they really do stand apart. And they're not afraid to say, this is the way to do it. And they're trying to bring the industry along rather than try to treat it as some kind of a uh, competitive advantage. Uh, they know that the rising tide will lift all ships. And I think that's why they do it. And kudos on them because it educates everybody on the industry on what best in class really is. So I think you're right. PepsiCo uh, at the top of the list and firmly deserves the award. Brian. Absolutely. So uh, we're now going to go to the the best e-commerce retailer. Best e-commerce uh, retailer. So, so this is an edge, edge of your seats one here. So Yeah. So. Well, it's important to note that this is not a future potential award. This is the current state of things. And the current state, I'm going to go ahead. We're going to give the award to my mine and Melissa's former employer, Amazon, for hey, best e-commerce hey retailer. They <laughs> <laughs> put the E in e-commerce. <laughs> and despite... There's no um, E just to be noted in e-commerce. <laughs> and the nominees for best command of the alphabet go to <laughs> so despite having received a 78 out of 100 customer satisfaction rating versus 86 percent five years ago so customer satisfaction going down i think we know a lot we've read a lot of complaints about Amazon and, and the user experience and the marketplace and antitrust and blah, blah, blah. So many things this year. Um, but they are still growing pretty fast. So uh, at an overall level this last quarter, they grew at 15%. And before y'all say that it is advertising in AWS, online and, online and physical stores grew 7% year over year. So they're still growing really fast. Um, and just as an example, you cannot... You just cannot compete or beat right now. There's not another retailer beating the convenience and um, and value on that in the speed and the assortment that Amazon has to offer. So, for example, we are having a holiday party this Friday for our company, and I went online and I was able to order holiday lights, solo cups, and name tags all in the same order, same day delivery, <laughs> all delivered. And there's no other retailer where you can accomplish that right now. You can do it through buy online pickup, but not not. With home I think Santa would be jealous of that. I mean, how can he get the elves to do the kind right? of work that Amazon is doing? Yes. Yeah, we used to tell our kids that Amazon delivered all of their. I love that. <laughs> one, 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 my old e-commerce analyst at Kantar, Ann Zabowski, her uh, her son at the age of five said, "Mommy, why does Santa come down the chimney? Why doesn't Amazon just bring us the presents?" <laughs> You might be onto something there, kid. But so, I think it'll be, sorry, it'll be interesting to look at next year and following years and even fast forwarding five years ahead because there was the, some of the trends are kind of not in Amazon's favor right now. So um, there's this really interesting GWI report that came out on 2022 shopper trends. And they found that the reasons that people are going online are changing a lot. And so researching products and brands has gone, has gone down a, a place in terms of the number the reasons that people go online. Uh, and, but what's gone up for places is, find, is uh, uh, finding new ideas and inspiration. And I think we would all agree that Amazon is not a very inspiring marketplace in its current format. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see how they try to continue to evolve to meet some of those new shopper needs. But right now, you cannot beat the convenience, you cannot beat the speed and the assortment that they have to offer. So they win best um, e-commerce platform. Yeah, the data point that always gets me is the fact that when consumers are walking physical stores to do shopping and they need content, where do they go 50% of the time? They don't go to Google. That's 25%. They go to Amazon. Yep. 
because people know the content's there. They trust it and they take people out of physical stores and actually while they're shopping there and get them to buy on Amazon. So there's a reason. To your point, they've got a great experience. It's very convenient. My, my other favorite data point is for all of the the conversation about Amazon and their whatever, they're still larger than the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth largest e-commerce retailers in America put together. So that makes them kind of big. Yeah. So I, I learned something. <clears throat> I, I learned something today. Yeah. Brian can do math. He didn't say the next three. He said first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Mm-hmm. You've been adding this up. I thought we were skipping from four <laughs> to seven. I thought we came up with that. No, that's eight. Eight. eight days a week. Eight 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 eight. 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 It was a number. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can count. All right. Well, I man of numbers, me man of alphabet, you. So I have the great honor and distinct pleasure of uh, describing and awarding our final category mm-hmm. today. And it's, and it's the big one, Shri. Shri, I think you know that the CPG guys talk a lot about retail media. Uh, I think over I 35 episodes of the CPG guys have, you all met have been focused on that. And I, we've probably got six more queued up. I'm not uh, stopping this until Melissa smiles. I know. She, that's it. There we go. <laughs> oh, you made me shout. We made a break. So thank, you. thank you. So the category I have, I have the pleasure of covering is best retail media platform. And, and to Andrea's point, it's not about the future. It's not the Wayne Gretzky of where they're going. It's who's there right but now. We had to bring his Canadian reference. I always get a Gretzky reference. There in. you go. But – after Brian and I spent a couple days at an event in New York City at the Javits Convention Center in October, it became readily apparent to us when we heard of all of the different capabilities, be it um, non-endemic advertising, consumer panels, all of the partnerships around measurement, all of the different offsite and onsite, they're, they're the, the marketing cloud that they've created. I sat right next to one of our prior guests who was a, who was a brand performance marketing leader. And he said, yeah, I just, I just built into their marketing cloud because it just was the best possible solution. Uh, it, it goes to Amazon. It just has to. They are, they are the 800 pound gorilla in the room. And to your point, you add up the next seven yeah. or eight people and they're just not comparable in terms of, of what they have. Not to say that they're not moving in that direction. Yeah. And each of them may have their own particular focus that puts them, uh, maybe slightly ahead of Amazon. But when you look in a, in its totality, without question, Amazon is the player. Uh, in this space, and we have to give the award and proud to give the award to Amazon for best retail media platform. They've been at it longest, so yep. that's, yeah. that's part of it is that they have a leg up. They've been doing it for so long. They offer the most data out of any of the retail media networks. They the amount of things that they're launching. I think at Unbox they launched what like thirty seven new features and things like mm-hmm. that. The other thing that's cool that they're doing is they're launching a lot of features. Started at like the small, like the smaller guy. So like templates for videos and, and just templatize things that make it easier mm-hmm. for you to do retail media. Mm-hmm. And then in 2020 is when all the other retail media networks, that was like the year of the explosion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Amazon had several, several years legs up um, from when Instacart and Target, yep. when everybody else launched their platform. It's not platform. to take away from anyone else. No, it's yeah. just they have been at this and they just keep investing against yep. it, right? Yeah. And they just have so much data access that's above and beyond. So like we're, we're just starting with the Luminate. We're just starting with the integration but, of all mm-hmm. these other platforms. And so um, they're catching up quickly so instacart has you know done a good job there and walmart connect and all these other ones as well but 
you know, Amazon really is the standard that everyone's is they're taking page on the playbook. So mm-hmm. fun fact, Melissa worked on the launch of Amazon advertising at yes. Amazon. Well, there you I go. There you go. That, but right. that's... So, so there you are. So our, our, Clearly our, why there's no success. Rate. Obviously. <laughs> duh. Um, I think the other piece too, is that the, the other, the other primary asset that the non Amazon retailers bring to the table, which are stores are just a different challenge to turn into a media platform. And there's opportunity there, but, you know, if you're a brick and mortar retailer, you're still running 75 to 95% of your business through your stores. And that's just a, that's a problem that's less evolved in terms of how to crack the code on in terms of how to make that a retail media network versus the digital ecosystem, which Amazon and others have been working on for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned another new thing. You're not the only math guy. She said 37. <laughs> She can count higher. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> it, will, it will surprise no one to figure out Melissa is smarter than I am. That will shock absolutely no one. got one grumpy guy in that corner. Just look at that. <laughs> so, which, which corner is the grumpy guy in? <laughs> really? I'll let, you, I'll let you look at the reflection back there. So, folks, what a show, first of all. Power-packed episode? Oh. Yeah. What a show. In between the roller coaster ride in our industry that now I would say has lasted what twenty four months plus now yep. with COVID mm-hmm. boy, it's about to be three years. These are the moments we all get to partake in some rest, relaxation as the holiday season approaches, and of course some much needed entertainment. That's why we do this. It is a CPG guys episode after all. <laughs> Thank you, MCs, for the power pack list and more importantly for also decomposing the why behind the what, which is why why you actually picked each one of those. And the explanations as to how how it all adds up because we can do math now. <laughs> I enjoyed watching, listening, the reasoning for each one, and I hope every one of our listeners felt the same exact way. Uh, Shri, I would agree with you. This was an incredibly terrific show. We recognized the very best, at least from our perspective, in omni-channel digital uh, in this third year of the Omni Awards. I would also remark that. Uh, we do this uh, to be fun and we like to recognize uh, some great players. If your company was not recognized, please do not take it as a slight. It wasn't meant to be that way. Uh, and direct all of your commentary to Brian at <laughs> confluencercommerce.com. Yeah. His email yeah, will be all to Brian at in, in the digital liner notes of this episode. But, uh, Knock I, yourself out on that front. <laughs> I, seriously, though, I no. really want to thank our Fresh Four uh co-hosts and, and uh, Melissa and Andrea and obviously Brian, who, Shri, over the last year, if, if it is in evidence uh, by the way we communicate, I'll just say they're family to us in this community we've created. And we love doing this. We love, we just love engaging with uh, our community through these mechanisms, meeting them at conferences, however, and, and I can't imagine for other people that I would rather work on with this than, um, than even you for, um, no, <laughs> but I love, I love working with you guys. You're terrific. And thank you. Thank you for, for participating in this with us. Shree. Thank you folks. It was a pleasure. Each one of you actually homework behind this, which is not easy to do as you got to vet through general, not just categories, but all these nominations who we, who we all went through and then narrow down the list. So I sincerely appreciate all of you doing that. So sincerely, thank you. Thank you for joining us. I hope next year when we do this, you'll come back again and feel the love, the attention, as well as more importantly, the comical nature of what we do here. 
this was about alphabets and it was about math. Next year, maybe there'll be new categories we can discuss. Shri, I think we have to also thank the Illum Group for providing these auspicious facilities, facilities to this, this high-tech recording studio <laughs> yes. to conduct the, what is arguably, arguably the, the finest the in awards. Yeah. I know we've got microphones. We're like... And it's got some gobbledygook gadgets. Gobbledygook. Yeah, this is a, it's all Actually, happening, Actually, pulsating by the second, which is weird. So um, to our audience, that's the wrap of the show. Yes, that is weird. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to uh, do this third year in a row. A reminder that all the content of CPG Guys is always free to all of you. The reason we do this as the CPG Guys, all five of us here in a variety of forms of the CPG Guys, is we want to make sure that we can provide the education that's very hard to get in the industry. And sometimes it's difficult to ask questions, decompose in a in the middle of what I would call very aggressive transformation the industry is going through. And this is a platform where you can learn today, continue to learn tomorrow. And we intend to keep it always as a free listening platform for anyone and everyone in the industry. Folks, thank you. We will see you soon on the next episode of the CPG Guys podcast. The content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to, or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.